Borderland Training Bites, the official podcast for the Borderland Training Lifestyle in 15 minutes or less. With today's host, Nathan Wagar, talking about the God of War mentality. Borderland Training by it's the official podcast for Borderland Training. I'll be your host for today, Nathan Wagar, and today we're discussing the God of War. And this is really my own response to not just a recent post that I have seen a self-defense instructor write, but something that is common in the industry all around. And it is, it's this kind of cynicism about what we can realistically hope to achieve in a violent encounter. And this mentality is really prevalent within the reality-based self-defense industry in particular as a backlash against the traditional martial arts paradigm of approaching self-defense. And that was this overly stylized, sequentially-based learning method that went too far essentially in the other direction. As instructors rightly realized and pointed out that this was unrealistic, They went themselves in the opposite direction and took the approach that violence is chaos. The only alternative is to be equally violent back or match it with overwhelming force. And that there is a limit to what we can expect to control or the precision level that we can expect from certain techniques or strategies. Three examples in related industries that I can think of are the knife defense instructor that says, well, you're going to get stabbed. Examples in the tactical community might include pistol instructors that say that because of the range that most self-defense encounters take place at, you're not going to be able to use effective aim fire, and so you should rely on point shooting. In a military context, it might be something along the lines of, well, combat is chaos, so if you're doing a room entry and it's not working, then you just need to use more violence of action. Now, is this position valid? Well, yes and no. One of the benefits of applying system science and more specifically complex adaptive systems to our knowledge of violence, which is something I'm a big advocate of in borderland training, is that system science keeps us from taking a position at one extreme or the other. If there's one thing that the study of uh, complex adaptive systems has taught us, it's that perfect prediction is impossible, even if you have a firm understanding of the initial starting conditions. This is especially true of complex adaptive systems or CAS because it's playing out and the system is evolving in real time with adapting agents. Now, on the other hand, just because we can't necessarily predict something sequentially, that doesn't mean that we can't study things over time and understand how a dynamic tends to play out in time. We're looking for patterns that provide a loose predictive ability that is robust. That means that it is able to adapt dynamically to changing situations because the system that you're in is never going to be the same. The problem with the God of War position is that it is essentially cynical. It is almost uh, a French level of ennui where it's like, look, this is combat, you know, get used to it. War is hell. You're not going to know. You just got to use violence. And there's several problems that I have with that statement. One of them is that it ignores the objective strides that we've made in training and combat knowledge, especially within fighting and military technology. We know more about how the human body functions and works under stress than ever before. 
we know more about how to optimize performance than ever before. Western militaries in particular are the most effective fighting forces known to the world. And that effectiveness is a direct result of applied training. We've made advances, we've tested those advances, we've applied those advances, and we've added it to the canon of human knowledge about the art of violence. We can never speak in absolutes because combat itself is a complex system. It's a complex adaptive system. It's continually evolving. We're never going to reach the apex of urban warfare because the chessboard itself is continually evolving. There is a point of diminishing returns, and in that sense, yes, combat can be called chaos. The problem is that the God of War position takes this too far, and ironically I find that the instructors that espouse this kind of way of looking at things typically have not experienced as much violence as they act like they have. Their level of training experience or real-world experience don't jive, because there's academic experience, there's testing experience, and then there's real-world experience. And they all have to jive with each other. You may have someone that's had several real-life encounters, but that doesn't mean that he was necessarily a good fighter. You can have someone that knows the theory and can say the right things, but then he's teaching just utter bullshit. So let's take a look at a few of the examples I already mentioned. The knife attack. It's a common adage that you're going to get stabbed. Well, there's a few problems with that. One problem with that is that there's simply no way to back up that assertion with any kind of relevant data. It's all anecdote. And it typically reflects how the defense instructor himself views the lethality and scariness of a knife, often to the point where the knife is seen to be this magic death wand that is more destructive than even a gun, which is bullshit. And interestingly enough, a lot of the footage that we have of inmate attacks does not show the sewing machine style that everybody talks about as the epitome of the knife attack. In fact, there was a study in Scotland that's like the knife stabbing capital of the world, for better or for worse, that a lot of the stabbings were by a large kitchen knife with one hammer fist sideways to the chest. That was it. One stab wound and the knife got stuck in the chest. Now, is that representative of all knife attacks? No. But it is to say that we can't make these hard absolute lines about how a knife attack even occurs let alone predict the nature of our defense with such certainty that we can say whether we will or won't get stabbed. Another problem with this statement by knife defense instructors is that they're saying the right thing, and this is the case of having a theoretical knowledge of a subject, but the method that they choose to use demonstrates their own lack of experience. You say that you can't control a knife attack, you're going to get stabbed, but maybe this is just the problem with your entry. When we learn new things, we already have an established template, and we take in new information, and if it fits the template, our template gets bigger, and if too much of it doesn't fit the template, we have to have a paradigm shift. A lot of the instructors in the current reigning knife arts, and you know what they are, but they don't have that background in real clinch work. They don't have the ability to completely dominate or control a resisting attacker. So of course they're going to make a self-fulfilling prophecy where they say that you're going to get stabbed. Well, that's true if you don't defend properly. It's also true that we can't perfectly predict that we won't get stabbed because that's the nature of complex systems. We can make a prediction that a certain technique will work. We can test that technique. And then when real life happens, we have to hope that it goes according to plan. Will it? Sure. Will it not? Sure. But that's also going to be proportional to your training. 
There will be a point of diminishing returns. Nobody's ever going to say that they will never get stabbed. But there are systems, Jerry Wetzel's Red Zone is a perfect example of this, that do teach you entries where you don't get stabbed. And yes, I'm aware of the argument where they're like, you'll never see the knife coming. That's a side issue. But the point is, making sweeping statements about what we're able to control with violence needs to be corroborated with other people that have experience in that violence. If you are making a statement about controlling a weapon-bearing limb, you need to make sure that you have as much experience with controlling limbs as do the subject matter experts. This takes collaboration. This means that you can't be isolated from the broader community. This is what I call the violence epistemological triangle. It's how do we know violence so that we can effectively address it. And I'm going to be writing a paper on this, possibly even a book. But it's the idea that we need collaboration between the three spheres. From military and real world experience, where there's law enforcement or even anecdotal to some extent. We need the academic study. And then we need the pressure testing that takes place in sport and force on force arenas. Someone that reads books about violence will have no idea about the chaotic nature of violence when it's actually experienced. Someone purely within a sport context will have a good idea of his skill set within a certain arena. And someone outside of an institutional context, say such as the military, which takes all these things into account, may have experienced violence, but he might not understand it. He may not realize how much of it could have been controlled or even what his own skill level is. And that's why just because somebody has experienced a lot of violence doesn't necessarily mean they're the best person to learn from. Another problem with the God of War position is that they frequently don't practice what they preach. They might present real-world examples such as uh, YouTube footage, which is extremely useful. And it's a good thing. This should be done by self-defense instructors all over the world. The problem is their solution looks nothing like the dynamic of the actual attack. Everybody talks about the dreaded sewing machine style attack, but very few people teach how to deal with it. And when they are teaching their knife techniques, they aren't actually having their opponent use that style of attack. Now, we already debated the idea that that attack is necessarily what you're going to be facing every time. But the fact remains is if that's supposedly the most difficult scenario to deal with, A, why aren't you doing some variation of it? And B, why aren't you learning to defend against it? Very few people do, and the ones that do approach it are using a paradigm that we already objectively know does not deal with that kind of grappling pressure. The final problem that I have with the God of War mentality, and this isn't true of all instructors when it comes to intent, but the end result for practical on-the-ground purposes is that it enables bad material to be taught. If you think a situation is more hopeless than it actually is due to your own ignorance, then you are going to teach inferior techniques because, hey, there's only so much we can expect anyway. Now, we already discussed that this is fine to an extent, but you need to make sure that your knowledge base is being pooled with all the other experts in their field. It needs to be interdisciplinary to make sure that you're right. That knife fighting guy needs to make sure that he's worked with a Greco guy before he makes a statement like, you're going to get stabbed no matter what. Because he may be using that statement as a justification of his own system, even though it may not be the best approach. Someone that has a lot of experience doing full-blown pressure testing with knife defense, meanwhile, may need to make sure that they're keeping abreast with the latest criminology, and then adjusting their material accordingly. So those are my gripes with it. In conclusion, don't be naive. But don't be the god of war either. You are not world weary. You have not seen everything. There are things that can be controlled. And there are things that can't. 
take that middle route, take that borderland route, take that complex adaptive systems route. Until then, train hard, and I'll talk to you soon.